Welcome into the PHNX Coyotes post-game show brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star review. I don't even know where to begin with that one. What a game. What is going on? Wait, wait a second. I think Nick Schmaltz just got another point. <laughs> yeah, I'm, right? I'm pretty sure. It wouldn't shock me one bit. What I mean, the hell was that? I think Charles in the comments described it well. This went from Wheel of Fantasy to Pack Therapy and then somehow horseshoed back to Wheel of Fantasy. <laughs> that game was a roller coaster. I mean, we talked about a lot of goals today, but after 4 nothing lead, you kind of go, okay, well, we kind of know the theme of the rest of the afternoons. 4 nothing lead. Ottawa's going to pack it in. Arizona's going to cruise to a win. And then five, five straight Senator goals. Five. Five. Like after you have a four nothing lead, you should kind of be even at four two, you kind of go, okay, boys, yeah. let's shut like the game. Here. It in there. Holy shit, five and be down five four. If not for the turnover with Matt Murray behind the net, it was five four when he did that. Like unbelievable. It was three three different games. And at one point, you'd like to see this team put together 60 minutes, but they put together the right 40 today. So <laughs> yay. That was win number 16. When wow. number 16, which you better hope that Montreal and Seattle win tonight because, you know, I think we, the Coyotes have now won like four of their last six or something like that. Something crazy. I'm not sure if that's accurate, but it's it's getting it's fun, but we're getting a little too uh, frivolous here with these wins. So slow it down, Coyotes. <laughs> but I will say they made it entertaining today. Did you see Rob in the comments said three times there were four unanswered goals? So I just looked at the score sheet. When you look at the game score sheet, it's Arizona, 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 then Ottawa five times, and then Arizona four times. I don't know if I've ever seen a hockey game like that, ever. Like, that's insane. Like, you can trade goals back and forth. Like, you see goals, you see games that end up 8-5, but you don't see this. No. It, it was it was amazing. And right when you thought it was slipping away from the Coyotes, and it really looked like it was, like everything was going in on Wedgie. He was a rock-solid rock star the first 30 minutes uh, on the penalty kill, breakaways. He was lights out again. And you go, oh, here we go again with another Wedgie gem. <laughs> and then a the, the couple of them, did you see that one? The, the second goal, he just kept looking at his glove as he skated by the net. Like, that highlight was unbelievable. Like, oops, I missed that one. Um <laughs> I, I, I it, there's a lot to un, unwrap from this one today. There is a lot. I don't even know where to start. So let's just start with tonight by the numbers because we can kind of start there and break it down. Eight five final. I mean, what the heck? Uh, forty six shots by Ottawa once again. Coyotes yeah, allowing forty, plus. 40 or more shots. Um, and you know Wedgwood probably not his best save percentage game, but still stopping forty one of forty six. Uh, to cut the Coyotes. 31 so matt murray eight shots on 31 goals i'm sure or 31 eight goals on 31 shots there it is i'm sure he'd like um many of those back and to me the biggest standout here coyotes two for five on the power play the power play obviously um it's 32nd in the league so for them to score not once but twice today on the power play that's huge yeah, you, you want to say that there's so many good things today, but as many good things as there were, there were so many bad things. Like you, you get up a lead like that, and, and guys were flying. I thought, you know, Kraus, Keller, Schmaltz, um, 
14. Man, the, the ghost was on fire again. Even Wedgie early on fire. And then to have an utter collapse like they did. And, and I was like, thinking, oh, here it is. Like classic. But but yeah. the goals up that they were giving up, my goodness. Like they were I, that's the third period you're giving up goals like that. Like the defensive zone coverage, the chances off the rush, um, deep pinching with no support. There were so many little mistakes in that game that they just have to tighten it up. And I guess that that's one of the things when you talk about a rebuild, they have to learn how to win. And, and those are the things that once you get a lead like that, you lock it down and you find ways to win. They did win. They did find a way to win. There it is. Race number two of the afternoon. <laughs> a raceway but you find a way to win and they did that but you've got to learn to play with a lead too you've got to be able to lock things down and i think those are things you know as the team matures and they get through this rebuild period those are things that they're definitely going to have to improve upon but you come away with an eight five win you persevere you stick with it you keep doing the little things right and it started with the four check with smoltz getting the turnover behind the net at, at five four and that yeah. really changes the game. If, if they can make a play there and keep it 5-4 for a while, maybe that game dies down um, for the Senators. But but I tell you what, Nick Schmaltz today, I, I literally don't know where to start. I know, neither do I. Here's a guy that I, I, I've continually talked about, can be an elite player in this league, can be a guy that had offensive numbers. He's a better player than people think he is. But he has to move his feet for one, and two, he's got to become a more consistent player. Well... I don't know how much more you can ask of Nick Schmoltz than what he's doing right now offensively for this team over the last, what, three, four weeks? It's not just one game. It's it's pretty consistent now that he's on the score sheet and sheet now adding things offensively. Yeah, he has, I believe, uh, 23 points in his last 19 games. Um, so he's, yeah, 23 points in, or now it's more, it's, 24, yeah. 25, whatever yeah. it is. Points said, in his last 19. That game, like, it was flying so fast, and I was trying to, like, take notes on all the things that were going on, and it was just – there was a lot happening. But yeah, in, uh, points in his last 19. So no, just not points averaging, in his last 19. No. It's not? No, because he didn't get any against Winnipeg. He was minus one. No points. Well, and he didn't get any points. Point, in no, either. points. 23 points. More in than 23 games. in 19. That's like gotcha. the span of 19. I thought you meant consecutive no, games. So he's yeah. averaging averaging more than a point per game. Obviously, today's Over those game is going games. to increase that, that. By a lot. Yeah, he's got and nine he, goals in nine games as well. He, he has he has three points, um, three points in a game three times, two points in a game three times coming in tonight, and seven? Seven? Like that's a big franchise. Deal. That's a franchise record. Yeah, a franchise record for the Arizona Coyotes. A franchise record. The tonight. last time a Coyote had five points in a game, which was previously the franchise record, was November 2010. Ray Whitney. And was the, that was the last time that anyone got close, let alone seven. So yeah, Keith Kachuk did it twice. Shane Doan did it twice. Steven Reimprecht, Matthew Lombardi, Ray Whitney, and Ladislav Nagy, all with five in a game. But it's been 12 years and not just to get six, and oh yeah, he's now the record. He got he got seven. I wow, it might be a while. And then the, even on the last goal, where you see a you know Mayo Mayo gets an unbelievable goal by the way. And if you haven't seen the Mayo, which goal, at that point is just like oh the eighth goal, like <laughs> yeah, you're like no big deal, oh eighth goal. But first, go back and watch Keller on that. He puts the puck around the defenseman and gets the puck on the other side. Phenomenal play by Keller. They didn't show it on the replay because they were sore in the shot. And then you go, okay, that was great. But back it up another three or four seconds. And who is it again? 
it's Nick Schmaltz just throwing the puck up with the wall, a nice, smart play, advancing the puck through zones, putting it on Keller's tape for his seventh point. It, it was almost comical. Like Yeah, like they, they were scored. laughing on the broadcast. Like, oh, guess who has another point? <laughs> It's, I, I, it's amazing. Good, good for him. I mean, yeah, it, it is good. You want to see this, and, and you want to see guys like that succeed because they're really, really good players. And this team, now more than ever, needs their good players to be good players. I mean, you need Keller and Schmaltz to lead the team offensively. Fantastic. They, they did that tonight. They combined for eleven points tonight. And if if it weren't for Schmaltz seven point nine, we'd be talking about Clayton Keller's four point night. So yeah. or Gosses Bear, didn't he have four? Was yeah, I think so. Four? He had, yep, four points yep. for Gosses Bear. That's insane. Two, two points for Mayo. Like, it was just <clears throat> an insane, insane performance. And let's not bury the Forget. lead here because, well, I don't know what you were going to say. <laughs> no, I it's your show. Okay. Bury the lead, which is that Nick Schmaltz is obviously our DraftKings king of the game. Wow. I think this might have been the easiest one we've ever chosen. Like we said, franchise record Seven points tonight, two goals, five assists, plus five, five shots on goal. Just an absolutely unbelievable performance. I mean, we've spent the last five minutes talking about it. Um, and not only the points, but just his performance overall in the game. Like, he was a difference maker in this game, not just on the score sheet, but just during the five on five play as yeah. well. And we talked about him on the four check. That makes a difference getting turnovers. He was back checking. Like he played a 200 foot game and we've talked about Keller's 200 foot game. Oftentimes it gets overlooked on Nick Schmaltz, 200 foot game. What we mean by that is he's defending also as providing offense. So he tracks back, he comes back hard, creates turnovers and they're going back the other way. And let's look at some of those assists too. I mean, it, sometimes you get the phantom assist where it hits your skates or, you know, it, it's some, you make a play really early in the play and you get an assist. He made some unbelievable passes that passed to Kraus, phenomenal pass right after he makes a great pass to Keller. Keller doesn't convert, comes right back to Schmaltz. Great play to, to, to Kraus for the goal. I, I, it's the best game he's played, clearly. I mean, he got seven points. Um, but it was nice to see him play both sides of the puck. And to me, that's what's most impressive. He wasn't cherry-picking. He wasn't standing out the red line waiting for the puck to get to him, looking for points. He played defensive hockey. He back-checked. He came back through the neutral line. He played both sides of the puck. Fantastic for Nick Schmaltz. Yeah, Joel said Schmaltz, he almost got his jersey number. That would have been fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're disappointed he didn't get the eighth. I tell you what, if the game would have gone another five minutes, who knows? He might have 10 by now. I know. Um, by the way, Craig is currently at the press conferences and he's sending us video. So we are anticipating some video from Nick Schmaltz. So stay tuned for that. Um, more to come there. And again, we said we talked about the Schmaltz seven points is shadowing the Gosses Baron Keller four points. And those are shadowing, overshadowing Matias Michelli who had his first, first NHL, NHL goal today. And, I mean, that would have been, in any other Coyotes game this season, that would have been the storyline. the king of the game. There, were, there was a list of four kings of the game today. Remember Matthias games Michelli, where whoa. we had to pull names out of a hat because we don't even know? And yeah, now we, we have, we get to choose from all now of they're these. they're lined up. I know. To be king of the game. Um, and Michelli's so, goal. What a great goal, too, as he crashes the, I'm sorry. Oh, no. Go ahead. Okay, no. no, go ahead. I was just going to say exactly one week after we interviewed him on the show coincidence just saying. just saying maybe not maybe not carry on crashes the net hard unbelievable little touch then that's an offensive play. that's a goal score goal like he didn't try to make the big shot or a big he just just a little touch just those sweet hands around the net just a nice little touch 
to tip it five hole. It was a beautiful goal. But while we're on the subject of a beautiful goal and we're on the subject of a lot of goals, just saying. That's the subject I, I of, it. that's the summary of this game. <laughs> it is. But but I, for those that listened, and I'm sure everyone listens because that's how popular this show has become nationwide. If you listen to the last show on the Colorado Avalanche post game show, you might have heard some predictions about yep. today's game. We have the clip of calling Matias Michelli on the score sheet. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think when you when when you see him on Saturday against an Ottawa team that that clearly isn't have the firepower of the Colorado Avalanche, and honestly, more in his age range, I would expect uh, him to have. Um, I'll I'll say it here first because no one's going to hold me to it. I say Michelli gets on the score sheet if he's in the lineup. Michelli gets on the score sheet. Beat his predictions. Why? <laughs> what? And that's why you keep receipts. <laughs> that is why you keep because Sean DP Depaz is ready to call me out on that one if I was wrong. <laughs> Whew, we were right. No, it was a hell of a it was a hell of a goal scoring goal. And I don't know. I thought he might come up for a cup of coffee, see the game, see the speed, and they send him back down to the American League um, and, and continue to work on his development. I don't know how you send him down right now. I, I don't know what you do. I know, and he was the third Coyote this season to score his first NHL goal. Um, Mayo and Mosier were the other two. So great it's impressive. to see it for all of them. Seriously. And I do credit you, Leah. I, I do credit you for getting him started by by down the I-10. I do. I mean, Last we had Mosier and – well, that. And we had Mosier and Michelli on one of our episodes of down the I-10, and now they're both with the everyday big club. Players. Could be. Yep. Could be everyday Could be. players. What do you think? Yeah. Again, coincidence? I don't know. <laughs> I bet you the Roadrunners right now are trying to go to their PR guy saying, hey, I got to get on that show. What do you think? <laughs> exactly, right? If you, if, listen, if you're on the Tucson Roadrunners and you're listening yeah. to this right now. Well, of course they're listening. Call, call us. You want to be on down yeah. the I-10 to get there the call go. up? Let's go. Give us a get call. Get that jump start to your career they're looking for. How about one more player we got to talk about? Uh, how about Christian Fisher getting two breakaways on the same shift? Like two breakaways, clear breakaways from the blue line in, clear breakaways for for Christian Fisher. Unfortunately, two breakaways, zero goals. But yep. I thought he was going to get a penalty shot on the second one, buddy. I know, but he had some good chances. Hard. That fourth yeah. line is working extremely hard right now. The addition of Kraus that Michelli bumps into the second line, pushes Kraus down, and that that fourth line, Kraus, Roussel, and, and Fisher, my God, are they working hard. They're around the net. They're physical. They're fighting. They're in scrums. That line brings a different element than they had before Kraus got there. And I, I know with Liam O'Brien out of the lineup, you're looking for that toughness. But, boy, that line, they're heavy, man. They're, they're forechecking heavy. They're getting to the net hard. These scrums on almost every shift. So really give it off and, to that, and, that line too. And Kraus had the, the fight today as well. Yeah, um, team leads the league in fighting majors. And yeah. fighting the goal. So he was just missing the assist for the Gordie oh. Howe hat trick. Almost had it. Almost had it. And it's so funny also like thinking about the fact that Schmaltz had his seven points and didn't have a hat trick. Like normally when someone has that many points, you would expect maybe be a hat trick in there. Didn't get it, but that's okay. I, a point's a point. <laughs> and I just if you see the last two comments, hashtag PD's predictions and PD Stradamus. Does, does Shane have one more clip from the last show? Shane. <laughs> Sean. Sean. Yes. Shane. Sean. Do you have one more clip? Yes. Don't be surprised if you see this one, you know, five three, five four, that kind of game uh, on the matinee. Yeah, so taking the over, there's gonna be a lot of goals. I said take the over, but, but you know what clip I didn't pull? 
do you remember when we were talking about who was going to play goal today? Yeah. Yeah. That you know why I didn't clip that? Because you were wrong. Because I was wrong. But you know what? We don't come to you, PD, for your goalie predictions. We come to <laughs> you for your 23 years <sighs> of NHL coaching experience yeah, and analysis. My goalie takes are poor at best. Yeah, that was wrong. I said have to go with veggie today, and I was wrong. Oh well. Yeah. Oh well. Um, but I don't even. I don't even know. Like, I, I just. I, I have so many notes. I had to bold all the goal scorers so I could find them. Oh, my gosh. Sh- Shane in the chat said, rough night to take the under. That's <laughs> no fun. Oh, whoops. Yeah, that's that was that was over early today. Yep, but PD called it. So There were it, so many goals today. And these matinee games, keep, keep in mind, these matinee games, they're scoring a lot of goals. And so next time we come up to these 2 o'clock games, you look across the league at some of the scores in these afternoon games. I, I think... I don't know why it is, but these matinee games seem to be a little more wild and a little more offensive um, for some reason. So keep it in mind, your next game, you are on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Yep. Well, if you wanted, if you listened to PD, if you followed your gut and listened to PD and tailed the over, you would have made some good money on this game. And if you want to make good money betting on hockey, you can do so at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And this week... It's today, actually. Uh, UFC 272, Covington and Masvidal. There it is. Finally got it. Seven to the Octagon tonight. And the DraftKings Sportsbook app has an incredible offer for new customers. Bet just $1 on the main event and get $100 in free bets no matter what. So if there's a first round knockout, you get paid. A majority draw, you get paid. A double knockout resulting in a no contest ruling. You get $100 in free bets no matter what the outcome is. It's So, I mean, that's a can't-miss offer because a lot of the offers have been, oh, bet, and if they win, you get this money. No, you get $100 no matter what happens in the UFC 272 main event when you bet $1 on that and sign up using the promo code PHNX. So be sure to do that. That's 21 and over, Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And PD, I believe, based on this fight, you have a DraftKings pick Absolutely. of Absolutely. Because you know, Leah, how glued I am to the, to UFC. the UFC. Because I am the UFC go-to guy at PH. No, I'm not at all. <laughs> I'm not. I have a lot of help at PHNX with this week's DraftKings pick of the week. And I am going with Colby. Covington to win by a knockout, a technical knockout, or a DQ disqualification. So I got Covington, Covington for the win at plus three fifty. Okay. So rush right so, out to the DraftKings Sportsbook app for this week's DraftKings pick of the week. You heard it here first, and I will say he probably got a little bit of help from producer Sean, who yesterday he, he and Shane on the PHNX Daily Bet show did an entire UFC preview not just for the main fight but for the entire betting card so there's still some time before the fight tonight so if you're unsure what to do still um, head over to the phnx sports youtube or wherever you get your podcasts and check out the phnx daily bets show for the entire ufc matchup preview we are still waiting on these videos having some (laughs) internet tech issues on sean's side so stay tuned for that but we will carry on nonetheless when PD 
when PD, you're here. When yeah, Craig here. gets here, Never we're going to talk more about um, the Travis Boyd extension. Um, but it's a great sign because I think we've talked about what's going to happen to the chemistry of the Schmaltz-Keller-Boyd line if he goes. We thought he was going to be a deadline piece, but this shows that Bill Armstrong sees him as part of the future. And we'll get more into it once again when Craig gets here. But so funny that we've been talking about that. He gets extended today. And then the Keller Schmaltz Boyd line was the one today that was like the the best line yeah. of the night. Wait, but did. when you say that, Leah, notice whose name is noticeably missing. Travis Boyd from the score sheet. But he yeah. was there. And he was he was technically there. Yeah, he was on the ice. <laughs> of those of those eight goals, he was on the ice for two of them. So, so there you go. He there does you go. provide the chemistry. Yep, he does. And Someone it looks has like to... he will be here for a while. Someone has to center the line. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, someone does. That's how it works. And Leah, did you, by the way, and I know, can I go off topic? Or am sure. I in trouble? Did you know, and I know you know because you also watched, did you see there's another All City City? There is. There's another All City City. It used to be just DNVR, who is the mothership, as they call that in whatever, broadcasting. Then came the, the new baby was PHNX, and now we have a stepchild. CHGO. No, PHNX is now the middle child of all city. There you go. The is, middle child. Yeah. So PHNX is now the middle child because CHGO launched yesterday. If you haven't checked it out, check them out. Um, CHGO Blackhawks. I, their fo- first post game show is today for a loss against the Flyers. Um, we're familiar with post game shows on losses. Our first one was also on a loss. So welcome to the All City <laughs> yeah, we family. We have a lot of those. PHGO Blackhawks. Yeah. So. yeah. So check it out. By the way. By the way, did you see their studio? I know we're so far off topic, and I apologize. But if you have a chance to go to the CH CHGO YouTube show and watch any of the shows, but the hockey show, their set is their cool. set is amazing <laughs> they're like in a they're like in in a i don't know loft a hardwood floors they got bricks on the walls Brick. you see the, the the what do you call it the the to the ventilation the, the exposed ventilation i don't know see it on the shot but exposed venting it's unbelievable studio really cool vibe in downtown chicago so welcome aboard to chgo that's really cool that's yeah. a total sidebar i'm sorry no, that's fine. We want to support them because we're grateful for the support DNVR gave us when we launched. And yeah. the Coyotes play Chicago twice more this season. So, And how do we do against the DNVR show? Um, oh, right. Pretty well, if I pretty recall. Well. So let's mark that CHGO crossover games against the Blackhawks. I'm actually really excited about that because potentially a couple more wins for the O-tier who are now sitting at 15 or is that 16? 16 that was Jeez. win 16 so getting what is close. going on here leah i don't know we're living in an alternate reality right now and i'm a little nervous so montreal plays edmonton tonight and seattle plays washington tonight um hoping for wins from both of those yeah, what do you well, think? seattle is two seven and one in their last 10 they're on the road against the washington capitals team that is clearly going to be in the playoffs so this is a very good washington team at home washington is lights out the Cavities are three points behind the Seattle Kraken right now. Three. Three. So they close that gap incredibly quickly, and um, that may not be a good thing. And they're one point ahead of the Montreal Canadiens. And they, like you said, Montreal is Edmonton, and that's another tough game for them. But they're simply in fuego right now. So who knows where that team's going to go. I know. And Edmonton, you know, they have their nights where they're on fire, and then they have their nights where their goaltending is really bad, and they lose. So hopefully it's one of those nights because I would 
like on the days that the Coyotes win, which I do enjoy immensely, I would like Montreal and Seattle to also win. I would like that also, Leah, as you watch the the ticker tonight. Root for those um those teams because we're still in the tank season. We very much are, which you know sometimes forget um, when watching games like this. All right, well, yeah, but, the, but you know what? It, it, and let's let's say it. This team is getting better as the season goes yeah. along, and these guys. This is a fear of tank season because Seattle is getting worse as the season goes along. They're having a hard time getting wins. Thank goodness for the coaching change in Montreal to keep these two teams at pace. The Coyotes look pretty damn good over the last couple of weeks. Like they're they're providing offense. They're defending better. I hey, don't get me wrong. There are breakdowns. Every game where they give up an eight to ten minute lapse, every game where the goalie has to stand on his head, and that happened again tonight. But I tell you what, if they keep playing like this offensively, and they can find a way to put it together in the other two zones, you know, if they can d- defend the rush better and defend better, they're going to get a lot more wins. And I don't know if that was the plan. They were sitting, they're sitting at sixteen, and this is a team that had a hard time getting to ten. Wow. So we'll yeah. see. I, I, well, I, I mean, I, I we've said it a few times, but I really think that. Once the trade deadline comes and goes, it'll be a different look. Um, Phil Kessel is someone that we haven't seen score a goal in quite a few games. He had an assist today, but I'm sure he's not having the offensive output that he wishes he did. Yeah, you know what? I, I'm sure for, for a guy like Phil, one, he's frustrated anytime when he's not scoring, as, as any player would get. Phil Kessel's a goal scorer. He wants to be on the scores. He wants to score goals. He... he He's always good on the power play. He can beat goalies clean with his wrist shot. He's a goal scorer. So when goal scorers aren't scoring, they're frustrated. Now even more so than ever because he wants to put those points on the board so he can get the hell out of here. Like he's a guy that doesn't want to go through the rebuild. He's not at that point in his career. He wants to go play for a winner. He wants a chance to win another Stanley Cup. And, you know, those windows close quick. So he wants to get somewhere else. And, and, you know, and I, and I don't want to say that he doesn't like it here. He loves Arizona. He loves playing here. I just think where his career is right now, he wants yeah. to win. So you can't fault yeah. him for that. I'm not saying he doesn't like it here. I make that clear. He loves Arizona and he'd love to stay here. It's just where he's at in his career. But he can't get there and he can't go to another team if he's not scoring points. And I, for a while, it was he was just snake bit. He was getting the puck. He was distributing it well and other people weren't scoring. Or he's getting shots on net and getting chances, and he wasn't able to put it in the net. But right now, he's just not around it. Like he he's not getting the touches because right now it's it's Schmaltz and Keller. They're yeah. they the the puck between them, and they've got it. They've got this chemistry brewing. And if you watched the Chicago Blackhawks lately, because we talked about them, Kane and Deprincat are the same way. Like the two of them, when they're on the ice together there's a different chemistry and a different energy when the two of them are on the ice together, McDavid and dry you get these tandems of players. And right now that's what's happening for Keller and Schmaltz. And, and I don't know if there's, there's only one puck on the ice. So right now Kessel's not getting enough touches. Yeah. Which is too bad for him, but he did assist the uh, Michelli goal. He, it was a shot rebound that Michelli picked up and scored. So good for him. And also I don't want to nitpick during a win, but I guess like we've said already, it was four goals then five goals and four goals. So we can nitpick because that was pretty crazy. Once again, the other team answers under a minute after, or just over a minute, um, right after the Michelli goal, it's that's what started the onslaught from the senators. They answered just over a minute later. Then they had a power play goal. Then 
th- ended being up being three goals in two minutes and 12 seconds. And then to start the third period, two goals in 57 seconds. So, I mean, we've already talked about how crazy the five unanswered goals was, but we've said again and again that an issue that this team needs to address is how do you hold on to the momentum when you score a goal? Like you can't continue to allow the other team to respond. Like a four nothing lead is one thing, a four one response. Okay. And then it just was down. I mean, this could have been an entirely different game. Yeah, we could be talking about another loss here. And and I tell you what, we'll get our crack research team to go through every game sheet through the first 55. And by the way, that crack team is you and I. So we have to go through 55 game sheets and look at time codes. That sounds like fun, Leah. That sounds a fun way to spend our Sunday. Yeah, let's do it. But, but we, we do need to figure out that stat because you're right. And it's it, again, it happened again. And without that, this could have... Yeah, this could have been a, a, a loss that you go, holy shit, they had a 4 nothing lead and they lose. And, and can you imagine how that would have felt? Peck therapy would have been back. But <laughs> yep. they were able to put it together again. And this one thing this team has shown consistently is their ability to get a push in the third period. Yep. And that's a, that's a good thing going into the <clears throat> last 27 games is they're yep. able to get that push in the third. All right. Can I make after... one more prediction? Yes. Please? Yes. Okay. So I know we're really trying hard to get the Nick Schmaltz post-game interview. No, I haven't. Oh, I was going to predict what it's going to sound like. Oh, well, that, is it going to be very monotone it's and gonna be, yeah, very it's emotionless? E- the Eeyore. It's going to be yeah. Eeyore. Like, how you doing today, Pooh? <laughs> not so good. <laughs> not so good, Pooh. Yeah, that's his, that's his, he's going to, yeah, it was okay. We, we played pretty good and they got the puck and the net. All right, well, let's hear it because here it is. You got it? Yep, here it is. Okay, here it is. Nick, just another day at the office? <laughs> yeah, no, not really, but um, you know, it was one of those nights where everything was kind of coming my way and everything was going in, so um, it was uh, pretty special, but obviously that doesn't happen very often, so uh, <laughs> enjoy it and then uh, get back to work. It's never happened in this franchise's history, so that, that's a franchise record. Curious if you ever had a night like that in, with, with the mission back in Verona any time in your life. Yeah, I can't even remember. Maybe maybe with the mission or even before that with, you know, youth hockey or something, but it's been a long time. So, uh, yeah, it's it pretty wild. Just, everything kept, like I said, just kept coming right to me, and I was able to make plays off of it. So I was uh, getting a lot of bounce out there tonight. Are you aware of, you know, when you're in a zone like that, are you feeling it? Are you thinking anything, or is it just coming? Is it all instinct? Yeah, a little bit. I think, you know, some nights you – you got a little extra jump and you, the puck kind of defines you a little bit than um, more than most nights. So that was one of those uh, days today where the puck was kind of just finding my stick and, you know, um, guys were making plays and finding me and uh, I don't know, it was just some luck involved, but um, we're very fortunate um, to get those chances. Is it more than just moving your feet now? Is there a, just a confidence level that's going in your game right now? Yeah, I think um, just kind of trying to be step, a step ahead uh, of every play, know where my outs are when I get the puck, and uh, once I get it, move my feet and then make my plays off of that. And um, our line, uh, like I talked to you guys a bunch about our chemistry and um, how, we're, how we're playing with confidence and um, really using each other well. Thanks, Nick. Well, Petey, I think you nailed it on the yeah. prediction. <laughs> Not the most excitable guy after seven seven points. I'd have been a little juiced after that. That's pretty big deal. He set a franchise record in points in a single game. 
that's a big that's a big deal. A so deal. anyway, I'm really happy for him. I'm I'm happy for him, and hopefully he gets a nice dinner. And he had some family in town. Remember last game, he was talking about family. Oh in yeah, town? the the watch said he laughed at the beginning, so that's something. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Well, just in time. Speaking of that, the man, the myth, the legend. It's great. Double duty today. Downstairs providing us video content, and now out of the elevator. <laughs> never gets old. What's up, guys? Greg, never. <laughs> Greg, we just played the Nick Schmaltz excited interview. Oh, my game. God. <laughs> Could hardly yeah, contain right, himself. Right, right. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I can tell you his parents are, like, over the moon right now. I texted both of them. They're both excited. But, yeah, Nick is the typical low-key Nick Schmaltz. Like, uh, I can't remember the last time that happened. <laughs> well, unbelievable game for him. And, and Wow. We 200 foot game but back checks he defended i don't even know i don't know he probably got three more points since the game's over i don't know <laughs> but uh, hell of a day for nick schmaltz yeah it's like uh i, I lost track because i kept trying to update it and it's it's 25 or 26 points in his last 19 games yeah he i'm is on fire yeah, yeah leo's Absolutely. math not so good not no. well because at one point it was 23 and i was like oh i have it written down but i realized i had it written down like four points earlier and just too <laughs> right. much happened I had, right. there was too much going on that game was chaos from yeah. start to finish but it was certainly entertaining so we'll take that yeah pd you had the over right yeah i did i said there'd yeah. be a lot of goals in the matinee oh boy were there it looked like it funny. for a while and then bam man just ottawa just scored so many goals so fast it was insane and- and as good as Wedgie was early, he was good on both of the penalty kills. He made some unbelievably big saves. I mean, even on the Coyotes had a power play. He had breakaways on on coming coming at him, the shorthanded attempts by Ottawa. Yeah, I, I think he would like to have a few of those back as they started to go in. Yeah, I, I started. I, I mentioned uh, the fact that he could be re-signing with the team, and then uh, all hell broke loose with the Senators, and he get five goals, and I I don't know what it was six something span, and they they had the lead, and I'm thinking, oh my god, this they're gonna collapse, and we're gonna have to talk about blowing a four goal lead, which they haven't had all season, as Leah pointed out, they hadn't had a three goal lead this season, but then they rally. You you know the the thing about Nick Schmaltz, and we we've, we've already talked a lot about Clayton Keller and Lawson Kraus. These guys are part of the core of the team, right? Um, Kraus is not getting traded. We've already heard that. Keller, Bill Armstrong has already said he's part of their future. Nick Schmaltz, you could make the argument up until this stretch that, you know, he wasn't getting moved as much for his contract as as much for his production. But now we're, like I said, we're way over a point per game, over a, a quarter of the season now for Nick Schmaltz. You really like to see this from three guys that could be a key part of your future. You know, you thought that of all the guys in that middle court, Jacob Chikrin would have been the guy that took off this season. And yet it's these three forwards right now that are just lighting it up for this team. Well, you love to see it because when you think about the Arizona Coyotes, you don't think about explosive offense. So, you know, you'll take it. Kraus, his goal was the his 15th of the season. So, you know, a respectable effort from those. And also, I just got a push alert that Schmaltz's seven points was the most by an NHLer in a game this season. So not yeah. just a record for the franchise, but uh, this season is the most yeah. points in a game by an Arizona Coyote. I'm sure everybody predicted that before the year started i think it's a first seven point game in a, in a while in the nhl i think mark lazarus tweeted something like it's the first seven point game since sam gagne did it, and i can't even remember the year now it's 
that's crazy. I mean, you just don't see performances like that in the NHL. I, I, I don't, I don't even know what it feels like. We, we talked to Nick, you guys obviously ran the tape of it, but it's just, it's got to feel just unbelievable when everything you touch is either going in the net or, you know, the pass that you're sending is going in the net. Those are, those are rare nights at any level, let alone pro. Oh, here we go. Thank you. Uh, most by any player in a game since 2012. That's amazing. That's 10, that's years. 10 years. Yeah. And it happened years. here with the offensive juggernaut that is the Arizona, the Arizona Coyotes. On a, a 2 PM game in March, just as everyone expected. <laughs> And somebody also pointed out that he's almost a point a game player now. He's 33 points in 36 games. Yeah, uh, and, and so is Clayton Keller now too, because he had a four point night. That both of these guys. Are I know really we close. said we said if it weren't for Schmaltz's seven point night, we'd be talking about Keller and Gostasper's four yeah. point nights. We'd be talking more about Michelli's first NHL goal, which of course we talked about. But I mean, there's just so many storylines from today. It's we'd, we've been jumping all around because there's yeah. just so much to talk about. So I've got the perfect segue into Travis Boyd, which you guys okay. haven't talked about yet. Nope. We were, we were talking to Andre Turney after the game about, you know, he gets to the podium and goes, I wonder what you guys want to talk about today. Do you guys want to talk about Nick Schmaltz? Like, of course, that's where all the questions were going. But then we got to, eventually we got the two-year extension that Travis Boyd signed earlier today with a 1.75 million AAV. And he said, he said, Travis Boyd, his wingers had 11 points combined tonight and he didn't have a single point. That's probably also a franchise record. <laughs> <laughs> I know we mentioned yeah, yeah. that because this line with Boyd and Keller and Schmaltz has been the line. And for Schmaltz and Keller to combine for 11 points and Boyd have not one point yeah. tonight is crazy. <laughs> yeah, he, he called it kind of a stinker of a night. But I don't think Andre Turini saw, saw it the same way. He was doing a lot of the dirty work. And that's that's something he's done all season. He's taken advantage of this opportunity and he's brought a 200-foot game. He, he knows that he has to do more. Than, he, he knows he's not going to be an offensive producer most of the time on the ice, even when he's playing between those two guys. So he's got to do a lot more to stick in the NHL, and credit to Travis Boyd. Wow, well, has he taken advantage of this opportunity? Let's see what uh, Travis Boyd has accomplished in his career and this season. Because So this season he has career highs in goals, points, and time on ice. Um, as you can see here. So he's really had a breakout season. And Petey and I had mentioned it kind of before you got here is for weeks we've been saying, oh, is he a trade piece? Is he a trade piece? But obviously Bill Armstrong saw something in him that he wanted to be part of this Coyotes future. Craig, did you get the chance to talk to Bill about this one? And what is it about Travis Boyd that Bill wants to be part of, uh, you know, at least a two year shorter term future? Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to unpack here. By the way, he's only two assists short of a career high there as well. Look, the the Coyotes were exploring the possibility of trading Travis Boyd. I just don't think that the market was something where they thought, yeah, it's worth it getting rid of a guy like this. You're probably going to get a mid to late round pick for Travis Boyd. You know, maybe you're talking about, I don't know, fourth or fifth round pick for Travis Boyd. So when you know that he's he's enjoyed probably the best season of his career here. He's really shown you a lot, and you know you need contracts next season. The Coyotes, with this Travis Boyd signing, only have 23 guys under contract for next season. The max for, throughout the organization is 50, and I'm not saying they're going to get all the way to 50. You'd like to leave a couple open. Oh, was that Leah's drag yep. racers again? It was the yeah, third okay. race of the day. Okay. All right. So you, you're not going to get to 50, but you, you could say maybe the Coyotes are halfway to the contracts that they need to have. So 
there's value in that too, right? You know, he's going to be pretty cost effective. He's taken advantage of an opportunity. So he's probably going to sign with you for a reasonable amount. It makes sense to bring him back. You need bodies at this point, but you also need guys who buy into this situation. It's not an easy situation for a player to step into. You know, the team's not going to compete for the playoffs for the next few years. And here's Travis Boyd giving it his all and earning a greater opportunity. So good for him. It makes sense for this franchise to bring him back. Yeah, for all the reasons you said, Craig, he's a good fit. And it, it takes a good soldier to get through this as a veteran player. And I think he's fit in well. And he couldn't, I'm sure he can't be happier to be who he's playing with, the ice time he's getting, all of those things. And by the way, when you get done with the game and you can step outside here and it's 80, <laughs> yeah. there's nothing wrong with that either. So I'm sure he's thrilled. But but as you mentioned, he's now, for next season, he is the fourth highest paid forward in the franchise right now. 1.75. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Just Do a shade behind Keller, Schmaltz, and Richie. Do we have that shaky video that I shot while I was also holding the microphone? Yeah, so we didn't get a chance to show this one yet because we were having some tech issues, but let's hear what Travis Boyd had to say. Travis, I guess you know why we have you here. Uh, <laughs> wanted to talk to you about the contract extension that you signed today. Just first off, your your overall reaction. Um, yeah, beyond happy. Um, super excited, super pumped up. Um, yeah, um, obviously a big step in my career personally too, um, but Excited to be here, excited to have a home for the next two years and excited to, to stay here with this group and this team and this organization and, and really looking forward to uh, forward to what the next few years do uh, do bring here. How are you looking at this opportunity when you first arrived? Um, I'd say I looked at it as an opportunity. I mean, that was kind of it. Um, you know, I think if you look at my career prior to, prior to um, playing here, it's been on some good teams, but with good teams, there isn't a lot of opportunity. and. I wanted a chance to come somewhere and then really show what I can do. And and um, I guess at this point, it's, it's gone pretty much to plan and couldn't have asked for it to, uh, to go any better. So um, really happy being here. I'm really happy to be an Arizona Coyote, and, and I really look forward to uh, the next few years. Put the pieces together of what has worked for you this season. What would you say is clicking? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's just getting a chance. Um, you get a chance to play in a, a little bit of an elevated role, and, and all of a sudden you start making some plays, you start scoring some goals, and confidence just breeds more confidence and you start making more plays and um, obviously I'd be lying if I said it doesn't help that I've got to play with some some really good players this year you know I've been with uh, Kells pretty much I don't know last 30 30 plus games and now obviously with Schmaltzy and I mean you guys can obviously see it they're freaking, they're pretty dynamic dynamic and electric out there at night too so obviously playing with good players um, definitely helps too but um, I think uh, we actually work well together. I think our line's got some good chemistry, and, and um, obviously it was, uh, it was a fun one today. Last thing for me, uh, Ben said this came together pretty quickly. How, when did you become aware that this was a possibility, and then how did you find out it was finalized? Um, yeah, um, I guess I heard some rumblings about it a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago, um, you know, somewhere in there, but didn't really um, get anything concrete or anything real until a couple nights ago, and yeah, it did kind of come together fast, and. Um, I think that's just because I wanted to be here and, and I think they wanted me to, to stay here. So it, was, it wasn't too much of a, a negotiation. I think it was uh, two sides that uh, wanted to, to come together and, and we made it work really, uh, really fast. And like I said, I couldn't be, couldn't be any more happy to, to be staying here and, and uh, to be staying with this group and staying with this organization. Congrats, Travis. Thanks. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Hey, Travis. Hey. Thank you. Uh, let's see. Uh, 
<laughs> I thought you'd edit that. You didn't have time. The year. See, see, that's uh, that's the problem. Uh, you know, with, with Sean having tech issues tonight, we couldn't edit out the end of that. So. Oh my That's God, beautiful. that was great. I think besides the camera work, my favorite part of that, he's like, yeah, I think our line has some good chemistry. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, when I when I mentioned Ben, I was talking about his agent, Ben Hankinson, who said this deal came together really quickly. So, you know, I, I don't know how, how soon Travis Boyd knew that this was going to happen, but clearly he's really happy about staying in Arizona. I mean, yeah, you could with a guy that. like that, yeah, it's just like a guy like, you know, like a Scott Wedgwood that would just love to sign a new contract and and get some stability in their career. That's hard to find. And Andre talked about that a lot afterward. There, there are a ton of guys in the AHL that think they're going to be in the NHL. There are a ton of draft picks and juniors and elsewhere that think they're going to be in the NHL. you got to fight. When, it, when you're in a position like him, it's a battle. And, and as he said, if he wants to sign his next contract, the battle starts today. He's, he's got to start working again to get the next one. And because just what you mentioned, like you look in the rear of your mirror, mirror now, you got Gunther, you got Michelli, you've got whoever they get in this year's draft. Like it doesn't end. Like just because you sign a contract, now you're fighting for ice time and you're always fighting for your job. Like it's, it's never ending for these guys. And I remember Shane Doan used to say that as his career got on in years. He goes, Hey, there's always somebody coming up behind me that wants my job. So I need to work hard every single day. And Travis, Travis Boyd's taking advantage of a situation yeah. and playing some of his best hockey. It's fantastic. And I think someone earlier in the comments had mentioned that Dylan Gunther scored his 36th goal today. So yeah. big, big nope. point in that point, big point day for Coyotes and Coyotes prospects. But you wonder now with players like Dylan Gunther and Matias Michelli, who who played again, I, I thought he played well. He skates well, he distributes the puck well, and he gets a, and gets his goal. Is the rebuild going faster than we thought, Craig? No, oh, it's way slow. too early, there, buddy. But Buddy, my goodness, the, this offensive output, we've got all these defensemen under 25. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting to see with the players they have coming and who they hope to draft in the next two years where this franchise can actually get to. Yeah. To me, it's all about the center position. They've got to, they've got to get better up the middle. Otherwise, all of this is for naught. We've seen strength on the wings before, but you got to have it up the middle. And And I don't think they have the elite centers right now. So... Shane Wright, Connor Bedard. But you say that too, we'll though. In, you look at both Schmaltz and Keller are both centermen. And they were drafted as centers and they came up as centers. And now clearly they're wings. But yeah. And I don't know if, I mean, Keller's clearly a wing. I don't know if he could ever make that move back to the middle ice. And Schmaltz was playing middle ice at the beginning of the year before his injury. Is he a guy that can go back to the middle or is this, I, he found his comfort zone? I kind of think this is where he fits. So look, we can talk about, you know, some of the some of the problems with Nick's game. While he's great in transition, both offensively and I think as I've said many times, he's he's really underrated in back pressure through the neutral zone. But when he gets into his own zone handling those duties down low, I don't think that's a strength of his game and he's not a good faceoff man either. So he really seems to be a better fit. I I wonder what these two guys would look like with a dynamic center between them. And that's no knock on Travis Boyd. He's done a terrific job, but let's be honest, Travis Boyd is not a number one center in, in the NHL. Imagine what it would look like if they had a top six guy playing between them. I will. I will imagine. Maybe that's something we'll see in three or four years down the line. Maybe so. Um, tonight, Where today. Craig and I, so four years from now, Craig and I are going to be in rocking chairs. <laughs> You're going to be carrying this show and we're going to be sitting there. Remember when we were young, Craig, that's not, but four years a long way away, Leah. 
eating liquid food. Exactly. Oh my gosh, this is a dark through. turn. Craig and yeah, I are hoping for Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday yeah. in Detroit. We're going to black out the screens while, while somebody changes our diapers. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that escalated uh, in a way. I don't need to wear those anyway on um, these long shows. Today was the last game in a seven-game homestand. The Coyotes are about to leave on a five-game Eastern road trip against Detroit, Toronto, Boston, Ottawa, again, and Montreal Five games and eight days on the road on the East Coast. We need a Detroit win for for What's the going on? Connect Four. What's the going Connect on four. in the Tankathon series? The Connect the Four. The other games well. tonight. Yes. We'll play tonight. We're rooting for those. those yeah. teams rooting for Montreal and Seattle. That's right. They both they both played. And those are tough games for both of those teams, but we'll see. You never. Wait, can were we going to say something, Petey? You raised yeah, your I hand. Yeah, I was going to talk about. I was going to talk about when with the Connect Four we need to win the Detroit game desperately. But I was talking to some people at the organization today, and clearly because I don't care anymore because I don't travel with them. Did you see, Craig? How many times they have to cross the border? Yeah. <laughs> they, they so you, you, you play in the states, then you go to Toronto. That's crossing the border, and that's customs, and that's time. It takes a long time to do that. Then you play Toronto. You think, oh, we're gonna go play Ottawa. No, you're not gonna go play <laughs> Ottawa. We're gonna send you to Boston. We're gonna send you across the border again. Customs. We after you're done with Boston, well, you're gonna stay in the states, right? Nope. We're <laughs> going back to Canada again. They get across the border four times. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Why yeah, can't the schedule is, people just leave them up there for their three games and then put them back down? Because that's not how it works for the Coyotes ever. I just I feel like there should be red flags that go up with the computer system, the program that they use. Like, wait, 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 yeah. this this shouldn't happen on a schedule. But you see them every year. And, and it and shouldn't I, happen I, during COVID, Craig. Like this, they yeah. made the schedule last summer during COVID. Like, come on, smarten up. Like, why would you cross yep. the border this many times? Completely agree. Sorry, there was my rant. That's right. Well, let's let's pull up the punch card because we can see how close we are to that connect four. Look at it. One there more it win. And then Game we can and then we can hold off on the wins for a while because yeah. it's getting a little look at all those yellow dots recently. It's, it's picking up. Just Ooh. especially that one on the 15th, a Tuesday the 15th against Montreal. That one's yeah, that one will be fascinating for sure. You know what doesn't show up on that punch card? The fact that there are only eleven games left in Glendale. Wow! Can we do that? Can we can we make an adjustment to the punch card on the games that are in Glendale? And so we can count. You're can asking a lot of me. What and color would you make circles? those? I don't know. Instead of the gray circle, can we do something else? I don't know. Oh, I see what there. you're saying. Yes. So we can see them coming ahead. We can see yes. this is how many are left. Sure. Okay. Can we have that. like, and we could have like a. Uh, variations of smiley faces for the home games where the smile gets bigger and bigger and bigger as we get closer to the home. The Why, last are you one. happy that we're leaving Glendale? Oh, He's happy for yeah. his, his commute. That electric yeah. car doesn't have to stop and Just, charge halfway uh, between. Oh, buddy. Come How on. about the traffic today getting oh. to the game? Why today? <laughs> Why do you close the only freeway in the West Valley? Why do you close it? Could you give me two lanes? Could you maybe repave the other four lanes and then do these two? You got to close the entire freeway down and then they're like oh take ben buren or whatever for to avoid delays like you can avoid a delay anywhere when the freeway is closed like they don't even coordinate with the cities every northbound street that i tried to take yeah that's also under construction so there's just no way to escape it it was nuts <laughs> well you sound like me today yeah seriously i had no, had no problem with our community by the way are you guys am, am i looking like 
oddly tan to you on this screen, or is it just me, the way I'm seeing it? It's, it feels like a Tyson Nash tan that I've got going on here, <laughs> and I am not hitting the tanning beds like Tyson does. You got a little bronzer on today? You do. No, I got nothing. It's weird. I'm looking it's at just, myself it's like, It's been 80 that? degrees this week. Maybe you were out in the sun. And I know, you. no, it's his wife doing the yard work. We know he doesn't do that. <laughs> I, won't, I won't even lie about that. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's, yeah. maybe it's the, you know, the fact that I ran up the stairs and take, instead of taking the elevator today. <laughs> Is that oh, what wow. you did not? That the Peloton? You are looking fit. Peloton day three? Peloton, uh, yeah, day three. <laughs> it shows, Craig. Oh man. Okay, Craig. Well, any final thoughts from this game before we let you get home? Hopefully, not in ridiculous traffic. Just looking forward to a couple of guests that we're going to have coming up on the show. Can I? Can I? Can yeah, I go for talk it. Talk about it this far out. Do it. GM Bill Armstrong is going to join the show next week. We're going to talk trade deadline. We'll see what he has to say. It's been an interesting market so far. Um, I don't know if you saw the thing with that uh, Pierre LeBron tweeted the other day about all the guys being on LTIR. So all these teams are hesitant to make moves and yet the sellers all want to make moves. So the market's just stagnated right now. Um, and we're getting close now. Now we're, we're getting to the point where everybody gets antsy wanting to make these deals. We're not that far away from the trade deadline. So we'll have Bill on. I think it's uh, a week from uh, it's next uh, Friday, Friday the 11th. And then TBD on the date, but we're going to have coach Andre Turini on the show as well. Um, I'm hoping to get him on right before those games in Ottawa and Montreal that have personal significance for him. Obviously, he coached with the Ottawa 67s. He's from that area. He coached in the province of Quebec as well. So he's got family and, and all, all over that province as well. So uh, I had a sit down with him uh, the other day out at the ice stand. I've got a long story coming from him on Sunday right before those two games. So we'll get to chat with him about it as well. Looking forward to it. Awesome. Really excited about all of those. Well, Craig, Get home safe. Hopefully the traffic's not too bad on the way home. And only 11 more times for you out to Glendale for a game. So. I'm going to stop at the tanning bed on the way home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just a little, top, a little top. Pale. Yeah. yeah. Can, we get a, can we get a makeup person on the show? We'll get a little powder on him. <laughs> am, I, am I shiny? Yeah, a little shiny. Should I powder up before I'm up here? Stop it. Oh, so man. it could be elevator, then bathroom, and then here. Or maybe I could get, <laughs> get a vanity right in the suite so I could be powdering with Perfect. you guys. Come on. I'm like, just catch oh me doing my it. Gosh. Like Maddie McConnell, right? Putting on the makeup in the bathroom. I know. Tyson and Maddie, they do. Carved everybody. Oh, man. All right, Craig. We'll see you next week. Have a good weekend, guys. All right. See you, Craig. Um, well, Craig had mentioned that he has a story on Coach Turney coming out. He just published a extensive Q&A with Javier Gutierrez, which gave a lot of information that Coyotes fans have been wanting to know. So if you want to check any of that out, you can do so at gophnx.com. Sign up to become a member. If you sign up for the annual membership, you get a shirt when you do. You can get the Coyote cutout shirt that PD's wearing right now um, or any of the amazing shirts at the PHNX Locker. Members also get weekly deals on PHNX merchandise. So check out the PHNX locker um, and also access to our members only discord so lots of great reasons to become a member of the family we talked about all the exciting interviews we have coming up tons of great stuff the cardinals crew was in indianapolis for the combine this past week the sun devil and wildcats crew are heading to vegas next week for the pac-12 tournament so a ton and sean will be there by the way so a ton of great content and coverage coming up at PHNX and uh, follow PHNX Sports on Twitter too. Close to 10,000 followers there. So tons and tons and tons of awesome stuff coming in the in the Valley. So excited for it. PD, 
Any closing thoughts? You nailed it. What, what a game. What a way to spend your Saturday afternoon. And it, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a fun, <laughs> it was a fun time. And, and you know Even what? Even when I thing. thought they were going to lose, I was like, well, you know what? It was entertaining. Yeah, and part of the tank if, if they would have lost. But the best part now is they don't play for a few days. And, and I don't know if you saw this. They just sent out their press release. There's no practice tomorrow. So Craig gets the day off. So you don't have to watch. <laughs> so these guys, can they can enjoy themselves for a day off with a win. So I'm, I'm happy for the for that group right now. And it makes it one thing about winning. It makes it better for everybody, the staff, the players, everybody around the team. It's just better when you're winning so good for them they're, they're on a little bit of a streak now let's yeah. see if they can carry it to the east coast yeah we want them to have um some good energy so let's just check out the upcoming schedule we have detroit this tuesday toronto thursday boston saturday you mentioned the crossing the border the five games in eight days it's going to be a tough road trip but some early games for the phnx coyotes crew so love it we'll take it we love it <laughs> I know, and the time zone changes this Sunday for yep. everybody else but us. So these five o'clock this week and next week they're at four. Wow. That's fantastic. Wow. PD once again called out for not having a puzzle behind you. I know. I thought about it. I did think about it. Does that no, it doesn't count. No, it doesn't I did mean think anything. About it. Doesn't mean anything. Well forgot the puzzle, <laughs> we... forgot the pants. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. Well, thank you all for tuning in. And also, um, please like and subscribe and leave a review wherever you get your podcast, PHNX Coyotes. Um, again, we did a podcast on the situation in Russia and the Ukraine and the impact on the KHL and players playing in Russia. Um, so check that out. That was a really, really interesting one. Again, wherever you get your podcast. So be sure to like, subscribe, follow, and leave a review. And follow us on Twitter at PHNX underscore Coyotes. We are taking a couple of days off here, but we'll be back for post-game shows all next week. The show with Bill Armstrong on Friday, like we mentioned, we'll let you know the time um, ASAP. And um, until then, enjoy your weekend, everyone. Enjoy the win for now. And we'll see everyone next week. Bye.